0: blog talk radio
1: you're listening to the dynamic dojo show with restita and robert your
2: source for martial arts talk radio
0: three two one we're live
3: And talk TV with Robert, and Kat. It is the 20th, the 20th, right? It is the 20th of August, and I'm here at the helm with my esteemed co-host, Kat Long and Robert Thiel. How are you two doing today? Don't answer all at once now.
4: I know, Kat. I was it. waiting for her. Uh, I was <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> No, doing pretty well. It's uh, a little overcast today. It's almost like June gloom, but uh, doing really well down in SoCal. Kate keeping it cool. Uh, it has been in the triple digits where I am. It's been in the upper 80s, between 70 and 80s. So it's been really good weather down here.
3: Nice. Very good. Lots of going down in your neck of the woods like that.
5: Well, I'm in the desert and it's been uh, actually remarkably cool the last couple of days. So we've definitely had a break in the weather, and I'm grateful.
3: Um, nice, very good.
5: So all is well on this
3: end. Nice. We've got Adam Johnson watching, and we've got Lisa, the Black Widow King. How you doing, my sister from another mister, ninja sister from another mister. <laughs> Right on, very cool. So stay tuned, everyone, because after our first segment here, we're going to start here in a, in a few seconds. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, okay. listener and viewer submitted discussion subjects. So we have about three or four. You know, I want to
4: bring to. something up. I, 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 up. I gotta say this because Lisa's watching. She okay. up. Do not mess with this woman. This 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 tie fighter was in a class. <laughs> and she was only supposed to go a certain percentage like 50% of power and well mm-hmm. her partner was not listening. He was going more like 90. And what? she said something he's yeah, and he's he said something sarcastic. Instantaneous. She does a cup check <laughs> and kicks him right in the ball. <laughs> it's like How's that for your ninety percent, buddy?
6: <laughs> <laughs> How come women do?
4: Women automatically, if you're a smart ass to them, they automatically go for the nuts.
3: Well, you know, you know, cat. Cat has a video out there. Cup check, a cup check video. It's like hundreds. Really, I didn't.
5: I didn't make that video. Just so you know, I didn't make that video. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Wasn't <laughs> my friends in video? Kansas made that
3: video. Oh. It is classic, and it's and it's like Donkey Kong, you know. Right. <laughs> Every time you hit the blind, it would go, nice. boing,
6: boing, 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 and it would like keep. Oh, going. Oh my
3: lord! <laughs>
5: yeah, it was bad.
3: It was, you know, well, I I thought it was really cool. I thought <laughs> thought it was cool. And <laughs> needless to
4: say, when Lisa did the cub check, he started right? listening to what the instructor was saying. He started going his 50%. Well, how about, 50%. That? How is,
3: about that? Is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but uh, if anyone wants to watch it, just get on YouTube and type in Kathy Long Cup Check Edition. Or oh, Lord. It's, it's hilarious. There. No, it's not, because those, those are great Those are great cup, cup slam techniques. Doink, doink, doink. We've got uh, Deb Camptown watching. We've got Susan Rhodes watching. (laughs) Mattingly thinks that's hilarious, the cup check video. And we have Jason Bingham-Nantia also watching. So, yay! Jason, Bob and I are looking forward to the Gathering of Champions tournament in uh, October. So, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to be pushing that, that tournament for you, brother. And I'm looking forward to we're looking forward to coming by and broadcasting live from the event. And uh, I'm going to try my hand again at competing. Let's see what happens. Like a year in a row coming out. of. Yay. Uh, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. We have Vanessa Luna watching also. we got 12 people. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for taking time out of this Sunday afternoon. All right. So, well, let's get, uh, let's get rolling on with the show here. So let's go ahead and start with... Uh, Go ahead and start with birthdays. Who do you have on your end there for birthdays there, Bob?
4: Well, tomorrow we have Sisu Mark Geary and Lee Lolio
3: mm-hmm. uh, On
4: the 22nd, we have Jerry Blank. On the 23rd, we have part of the Fab Five, which is a, a group of female martial artists down here that are amazingly nice. I mean, these, these girls are models. They're beautiful. They're nice as hell, and they're tough as nails. Right on. That's Jackie <laughs> Maria Petrov Yarri. Uh, on the twenty fifth we have Kang Swando practitioner Steven Levitt that goes by the name of Kirby. And mm-hmm. we have Forms competitor, the ultimate Forms competitor, also on the twenty fifth, Todd Dunphy.
3: Oh yeah. You know he you know, when he was competing at Gathering of Champions last year. I, I went after Todd, and I thought to myself, "Holy crap! I have to follow Todd Dunphy." Holy crap! I don't know if you noticed, Bob, but I was like silently freaking out on the inside. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's hard well, to know on it the together, inside,
3: but yeah. I know,
4: right? No, you yeah, held it together I, very well.
3: Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I was like, how how did I get how did I get here? Right after Todd Fee? What? What? That man is clean. He's got clean kata for sure. And weren't you thinking afterwards, how did I come in first? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? You know, when they started like announcing all the names and stuff, I'm like, well, that leaves only like three of us. And (laughs) yeah. Then I was just like, what? What's going on? But you know what? I'd like to say that first part of because it was my first you know, comeback after about fifteen years, and you know, and part of me just wanted to say, you know what, Tai Chi is badass. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So we've got Mr. Dan Ross from Florida watching. How you doing, Dan? Woo-hoo. Hi, Dan. Tommy. Tommy, how you feeling, brother? How you feeling? I hope you're feeling better. Um. We've got Steve Olin. Steve Olin says hello to me and Bob and Kathy. Thank you, Steve. Diego Mudo is watching, and Daryl Vidal of the original Karate Kid is watching. So we've got a bunch of people on the uh, on the uh, line right now. So, any uh, Kat, do you have uh, any birthdays on your end that you wanna you wanna um, of of martial artists?
5: No, I can't think of anyone at the moment. I always well, do look at my Facebook feed and see which one of my martial art friends is having their birthday. <laughs> you know. oh. um, so, you know, I'm bad. Yeah. What can they say?
3: Okay. That's new. It's okay. And because uh, I'm not there either. I, you know, <laughs> I got into the studio yeah. about like a half hour before we had to go on air and had to figure out what was going on with my mic and stuff like that. And, you know, because for the last four shows, I've been doing the show Unbeknownst to me, speaking of a mic, it was, uh, it was my laptop's microphone that was picking up my voice. I'm like, what's going on? So I think I figured out what was going on. I think I'm coming through this mic. So if I sound like I'm on a mic, folks, okay, say yes. you sound like you're on a mic as opposed to, you know, a different laptop. Let me know in the comments below. But, uh,
0: <clears throat> let's, see.
3: let's see. Let's see. Let's see who I have. Or birthdays on my end. Uh da da Okay. Um, birthdays. We've got Artusha on watching. Also, David Carmen is watching. Dave Carmen, yay! Thanks for watching. Um, Erin Huey says your studio quality is awesome. Thank you. That's what I need to hear. Yay. All right. I know. That's good. All right. So, uh, tomorrow, the mother of one of my students, Lisa Corbin, is having a birthday tomorrow, August twenty first. We've also got Lee Lolio. We have Butoku Khan, Black Belt, Walt Juno. Uh, and uh, uh and Shannon Silver. Their birthdays are also tomorrow. Uh seeing Mark Jerry's birthday is also tomorrow and my the Kenbo Chanfau one not have Seniors Daisy's point is turning 74 tomorrow. Now let me tell you a little bit about Tifu Daisy. Um, Bob met her, and I tell you what, you know, don't let her fool you. She looks like someone that you could probably take on. She will kick your ass. <laughs> right? Yeah. What is
4: that background noise?
3: It's cat. Ah, I'm I'm going to blame it on Kat. Good choice. I'm sorry. That's okay. All right. On Tuesday, David Wilson. On Wednesday, Sifu Bill Shaw and Sifu Alan Chin. Uh, Their birthdays are on Wednesday, the 23rd. My good friend from SwordForum.com, where I am a moderator on that uh, Sword Um Forum David Mastro, his birthday is also on Wednesday. My friend from the Philippines, Irish Valor, um, is also on Wednesday. And on Thursday, we've got I've got nobody. Friday, I've got n- nobody. Well, I've got a motorcycle friend of mine, Jeremy De Jesus, no relation that we know of. Birthday's on. Friday. And uh, on Saturday, we've got John Escudero. And who else? And that's it. Later in August, we've got some other friends that are having their birthdays. But other than that, for everyone having a birthday this week, this tune is for you. Let's see if I can find it. I don't know (laughs) I lost I lost my tune. Here we go. Here we go, folks. This tune's for you. We sing happy birthday to you. And may all your
0: dreams come true. Happy, happy.
3: Announcements Announcements. Let's start over there with Bob. What's going what's going on that you have on your docket there? I'm trying to find stuff on my events also. <laughs> you there?
4: Oh there you go. What? I was wondering why why else when I lost you. Uh okay. no, no announcements right now. We're gonna have some stuff coming up. You know, we have the Art Camacho roast on the twenty third of the month of uh right. uh September rather, uh at the Golden mm-hmm. Dragon from five thirty until till like 9:30 30
3: or 10 mm-hmm. Uh, then
4: we're going to have an art Camacho book signing for his new book, uh, right. at, at the museum date dates, uh, to be determined. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I got to bring this up though. Okay. Jenny has done such a great job for Michael getting food and everything else. Now he's starting to ask her opinion about everything. Oh. Merchandising and everything else. <laughs> I said, see what happens when you do such a good job?
0: <laughs> uh,
4: so so we've got the Comanche book signing. And uh, what else is coming up? Of course, we have Gathering of Champions in October. Uh, we have the USA Hall of Fame in, in your neck of the woods in October. Wow, we're going to have another busy couple months. Plus, you you yes, got... Yes. Uh, the Destiny City Classic coming up, where you're going to be commentating mm-hmm. a fight, so that'll yep. be pretty cool.
3: Yeah, yeah. I just got a I just got a, uh, a message on the ticker here from one of the promoters, David Carmen. So Master David Carmen and Master Mike Shintaku, <clears throat> they are the hosts of the City of Destiny Classic, and that's happening um, up here in my neck of the woods in Tacoma on September 9th. Um, and for those of you that are listening here in Washington State and are interested in that tournament, just go to Facebook and look up City of Destiny Classic. And um, it's a great tournament. You know, Mike Shintaku um, had a series of tournaments uh, years ago. And uh, lately, um, David Carmen and, uh, and a whole bunch of other people teamed up to put on the, the City of Destiny Classic. Incredible tournament, and uh, this year they're going to have the caged animal uh, fight. And like Shintaku had uh, asked Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio to uh, be ringside commentators for their tri- their traditional full contact, so um, a lot like Kyokushin Karate. And uh, unfortunately, Bob can't come up for that, so I'm gonna see if I can uh, borrow somebody, and I'm, uh, David, I hope, you're, <laughs> I hope you're listening, I kind of want to see if I can borrow a few things for you or someone else, because I feel kind of stupid commentating all by myself, so it is great, so uh, that's going on September 9th, look on Facebook for, for that. Now, September, oh, hold on, hold on, I just got another thing in the news feed here. On the ticker, it said that Jerry Lewis passed away today. You're kidding? What? Yeah. What? Holy cow! Look this up. Look this up because I I can't do it right now. Um. Oh, thanks, David. Yes, if I could borrow CJ or you or somebody um, on the mic with me or whatever, then that'd be great for commenting on the caged animal fight night. Um. <clears throat> yeah. It says that Jerry Lewis passed away today. Bob, are you looking that up? <laughs> yep. You can hear the click. Wow.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, man. What a bummer. Robbie Lee is watching. How you doing, Robbie? Wow, what a bummer. Anyway, oh. Yeah,
4: he he died. It it 27 minutes ago, came over. He died at 91.
3: 91? Wow. Years old. Wow.
4: Yeah, hey. breaking news came over AMT. And oh. It's all over the place now.
3: Well, I think uh, I think uh, watching the Nutty Professor today is going to be on my list of things to do. Wow. Wow, Jerry, you'll be missed. What a bummer! I'm kind of indeed. Bummed. I'm kind of bummed. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Anyway, on with the show. Rest in peace, Jerry. Part of like millions of people's lives. Just you know, it's incredible. But ninety-one years old, long life. That's awesome. Um, does it, Bob? Does it say what he uh, died of? Natural causes. He
4: was ninety-one. <laughs>
5: That doesn't... <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. No, I'm sorry. I know people who are well into their 90s, and they're fine. So, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't just blame that on age. Come on, Bob. I Yes, I can. I,
4: <laughs> Carl Tom's mother, God, God, God bless her. She was 102 when she passed away. My wife looks at me and says, what would she die of? <laughs> I had no <laughs> other answer. She was a 102. <laughs>
3: Well, bless her oh, okay. heart. I'm, I'm oh, done now. Yes. God bless her. All right. Um, so that's September ninth. The City of Destiny Classic. Go check it out. Look it up on Facebook, City of Destiny. If I remember correctly, um, it, will, it will have uh, a link to the main site, and you can register for events there. Register. It's a great event. I'll be judging and uh, doing uh, commenting on the uh, caged animal. All right. Now. Um, On the 15th, from the 15th to the 18th, is the Pacific Association of Women Martial Artists Annual Summer Camp or Training Camp. And the theme this year, for all you women warriors out there, is quote, unquote. Um, And let me uh, go ahead and get more information here. Going to be Wait, what was the theme? I didn't, I didn't hear it. You cut out. Yeah, you, you broke up, September Rusty. September 15th through 18th, Rusty. and 18th, um, and you don't have to be a member of Wait, a, bro- What?
4: We're talking amongst You're- ourselves.
5: <laughs> yeah, we can't hear you, Rusty. You're breaking
4: up. What? You broke up really bad when it said when you said the theme, you stopped. What?
0: Yeah. Damn, uh, yeah. so how about the theme? now? Well, the theme fine. is the world Worthy.
3: is our. The theme is the world is our dojo. Uh, okay. Did you guys cool. catch that? Okay. that?
5: Yeah. Did you guys uh, catch yep. that? Yeah.
3: Yep. Okay. Yep. The world is our dojo. And uh, September fifteenth through the eighteenth, in beautiful Vash Island, Camp Self. Uh, it's a rustic camp, but it's it's, it's beautiful. And um, there is the lowdown on the teachers. So we've got Sensei Delina Hughes and Sensei Marissa Freeman. They'll be uh, they're jujitsu people, so they're going to be teaching uh, self care for all martial artists. They're also going to be teaching Saru to, Saru to Kuma no Maki, It's a uh, form and no. And uh, we've got Master Jerry Terry Giamartino, who's going to be teaching weapons defense and uh, how to set up an anti bullying program in your community. We've got Shifu Corey Great, who's going to be teaching a class called Internal and External Martial Arts Exploring Opposites. Um, also, a class called Keeping the Teacher Teaching and Eight Styles of Learning. Sifu Emmy Highsmith. Let's see, Dan says that. A little low, what my mic is booted up. Let me try this again. Hold on, folks. it's still it. breaking up though, yeah, well, Dan says that my mic is really low too, so let me let me bring this up. Dan. How about now, Dan this is better
0: I got this exercise it'll go. Hold on, folks. Over here, one, two,
3: Kodak. About the same. Okay, let me do a little more gain here. How about that? A little better. Oh, not, not really. Well, that's weird. Well, Andrew says he can let hear me loud and clear. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. It's weird because you guys are low. To me, I've got the I've got the my headphones maxed out. Also, so that's kind of weird. But anyway, as long as okay. So Dan said that's better. It's, so,
5: okay. it's not that you're not loud and clear. You are, but um, well, you're loud but not clear. Does that make sense? You're breaking up quite a bit.
3: Oh, okay. It's
5: just just you're cutting out from here and there, um,
3: about every other word. Oh, that bites. <clears> That's yep. Advice. Okay. Well, apparently they say it's better. All right. So let's go back to those that are going to be taught at the Palm Camp Sifu Eni Highsmith and Sifu Mariko Highsmith are going to be teaching choreographing akata, advanced kicks and kicking combos, conditioning and games for martial artists. Sifu Melinda Johnson will be teaching kajukenbo street fighting street fighting combinations and kajukenbo sticky hands going to be teaching a class based on the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu cross-side position, um, the back mount, and uh, Jiu-Jitsu sparring. Shifu Debbie Leong is going to be teaching Tai Chi fundamentals through cloud hands, baguatang, and fan. Um, And, oh, who's this? Coach Kathy Long. (laughs) That's you, Kathy. This is going to be some introduction to striking and Muay Thai kickboxing, basics and blocks of kickboxing and counter drills. And, and so that's going to be get your stuff together, folks. So might, might I add, folks, if you come to Coach Cat's class, please make sure you have your own set of gloves. Um, sparring, sparring gloves, you know, like the kind you use for, like, point kumite and stuff is n- probably not going to work. So if you can get some boxing gloves that would be great. Shin pads. What else, Kat? Um,
5: you know, a mouthpiece yeah, if you wish. Shin pads?
3: Shin guards. Anything else?
5: Yeah, shin guards. And a mouthpiece.
3: Yeah. What's that? Mouthpiece.
5: Yeah, and a mouth yeah. a mouthpiece.
3: Yeah. Yeah, don't forget your mouthpiece. You
5: don't have to have a mouthpiece, yeah. but it would be helpful.
3: Well, yeah. If you want to keep your tongue. <laughs>
4: And, yeah, and
3: your teeth, yeah. And your teeth, yeah. All right. Uh, we've also got Sifu Michelle Miller, who's going to be teaching Six Harmony Sword, Shulam uh, Sparring Set. So, Shulam, uh, And, uh, uh, Taylorio Connell is going to be teaching Low Level First Solutions for sense, Contact Referencing, uh, Western Sensing Applied to Unarmed Martial Arts is going to be teaching a class on open guard, practical applications for self-defense and competition. Sifu Jen Resnick is going to be teaching Daoyin Qigong and uh, Xingyi Meigong and uh, a class called Finding Your Alignment. Contra Maestra Tigresa is going to be teaching um a class called Capoeira, Capoeira Regional 101, Capoeira Regional 201, and Introduction to Makulele. Zoe Zotig is gonna be teaching a class on quick hands and last but not I will be teaching a class on knife throwing. So I will only Yay. have a few knives for people to borrow, but I suggest if you want to take my class, please get your own throwing knife. They wanna be at least I would say at least eight inches long. Uh no longer than um no longer than like twelve to fifteen inches. So, uh, because you want a little bit of weight, and uh, I'm going to figure out how to set up targets over there. Uh, But yes, please bring your own uh, knives and be forewarned that eye protection, although not necessary, is strongly encouraged, and no flip-flops in the throwing range, please. All right, classes for... The 2017 PAMA camp called The World is Our Dojo. Awesome. All right. Um, Any other announcements, you guys, at all? No. No? Not that I can think of. All right. Well, what's that, Kat?
5: Not that I can think of.
3: What? (laughs) Not that I can think of. Okay, it's so weird. It's like you guys sound like you guys are so far away. I don't get it. Can you guys, hear Bob and Cat, folks? Just let me know in the comments below. I can hear you guys, but it's
0: like you guys. I don't know why, but well.
3: All right, so let's move. On. I don't have any headphones on me, so looks like we're looks like we're over to Bob. Already. <laughs> so we've got Bob's Weird News. I can't find my Weird News ticker. Where did it go? Where did it go? I don't know where it went. Yep, I can't find it for some reason. It's like got lost. Oh, there it is. So let's, let's look at Bob's Weird News. Where did it go? It's not playing. I don't know why it's not playing. <laughs>
4: so you found it and you can't play it. That's weird. That's nice.
3: It's Not playing. Anyway.
4: Okay. Well, I'll go on
0: anyway. Weird.
4: Weird. Weird. And it even stutters. We 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 You didn't know Rusty could rap, did you? That's all, folks. Yeah. Okay, did, <laughs> this was, well... The Atlanta Falcons got a new fr- franchise restaurant in their stadium. There is one problem. This restaurant will stay by its business model and stay closed on Sundays. When are,
3: Rusty, hmm.
4: when are most football, football games played? Sunday. Say Sundays. that
3: again. You woke up now.
4: Oh, did I? Well. Uh, Atlanta Falcons have a new food, uh, uh, has a new restaurant in their stadium.
3: Where'd Bob go?
4: I'm right here. Can right. you I can hear, hear me, I right? I hear you, Bob. I hear you, Bob. But, yeah. Okay, but she can't. That's,
3: that's weird. weird. You're breaking up, Bob.
4: That, that, that's so strange. It is. How about now, Rousey? Can you hear me now? No? Yes? Maybe? Slightly? Now, Rusty's gone. There she is. Rusty, can you hear me?
3: That is. Sounds, I hear you. sounded like you I were underwater.
4: Oh, that's strange.
3: So, yeah. anyway, the yeah, land you, thousand. You're kind of like, like a new, can, can you hear me? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Is that better?
3: Okay, go ahead.
4: Okay, got it. Okay. So, right. the Atlanta Falcons right. have a new restaurant that, that's going in. Now, Rusty, when, when are most football games played? Uh,
3: most of them Sunday, Sunday or Monday.
4: That's right. This restaurant vows to keep their business models by not opening on Sunday. So, they move into the Falcons stadium, and there's only one game the entire season that's not played on a Sunday at home. And that restaurant oh. is that restaurant is Chick Fil A. They will not open on Sundays. They have never opened on Sundays since 1946. The owner said, "We're going to give our employees a day of rest, and worship if they choose, and we're going to take the day off." So, Atlanta Falcons fans, we're ready to see the game uh, at the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We'll have, we'll have a. Cho- We'll have two different restaurants to eat at after Chick-fil-A announced that its store is opening an arena, but it's closed every Sunday. How weird is that, Rusty? You, you open a restaurant that's closed every Sunday, and that's when football games are played. Now, the one nice thing is there's a soccer team that plays in that stadium, but all of their games are played every day but Sunday. What is <laughs> that background weird. noise? What is that background noise? Now it's gone. So that is my weird news. And remember the El Torito restaurant, Rusty, that you and I ate at with, with my wife, uh, El Torito. And last time we we were going to eat there a couple times ago when you were here and they were closing, closed down. They're opening up a Chick-fil-A in that restaurant. And, and my daughter is going to be absolutely ecstatic about it.
3: Okay, I don't know if it was just me But during your whole story It sounded like, <laughs> it sounded like it was Underwater It was like It sounded like <laughs> I, I, think else... it,
4: I think it was just you Because Cat heard me fine
3: Yeah, yeah. Me just we'll figure Weird. Weird I don't know What about you guys out there? Did you guys hear anything? Weird about that. I didn't understand.
5: (laughs) Well, now you sound like you're underwater, Rusty. Fuck.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I'm 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 dropping no frames at the moment, so I should be heard. Anyway, live radio. Isn't that great?
4: So mm-hmm. how are we coming in now, though? Are we coming in okay Please. to you, or are we still sound underwater?
3: Oh, no, you're coming in fine. Now. So I guess I just, the only thing I can see is um, that Facebook is, like trying to do whatever thing, and so I just you know, turned it off. And, yeah.
4: But I do hear something
3: sounds like a music box in the background.
4: I know. It sounded like an
5: ice cream truck. I have <laughs> <laughs> no clue what that what that could be.
3: I wonder. It did. It sounded like an ice cream truck, didn't it? Uh, didn't it, Bob? It,
4: it did. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Yeah, you weren't paying. You weren't playing. Uh, you weren't playing the no. Uh, Bob, Bob. No. Did we? Really?
4: Nope.
3: Oh. Nope. Retro, retrograde. Retrograde.
5: retrograde. That's it. We'll blame
3: it all on retrograde. Okay. I'm going to blame it on retrograde. Anyway, moving on. moving on. Okay. All right. Moving on.
4: So as I move on to entertainment news.
3: Yes, let's move on to entertainment news. Let's do that.
4: Okay, this this was I, part of my entertainment news. See, every year Michael Matsuda has a volunteer dinner that the museum pays for to thank all the volunteers to to to, that that were volunteering at dragon fest right well he had to cancel it because there's the big mayweather versus mcgregor fight on the 26th right so huge sporting events means huge money for sex workers But cops in Vegas have a message for tourists. If you're going to pay for it, keep it legal. With Mayweather versus McGregor going down next weekend, law enforcement agencies will be cracking down on illegal prostitution and human trafficking in Sin City. Of course, there are illegal brothels just outside the Vegas area, but cops want to send a message that hookers, pimps, and johns are not welcome to do business within Vegas city limits. The closest legal brothel is 60 miles from the Strip. They, they're told law enforcement agencies joining forces for the event with, with Vegas Metro PD, the Department of Homeland Security, and other agents working together to keep Vegas safe. Now, you know, Vegas is funny. These hookers have, have guts. I was sitting down. This was years ago. I was sitting in a slot machine. And this beautiful girl comes up and just starts talking to me. And right away, it's like she's a hooker. There was a cop 10 feet from us. Wow. They have a lot of guts in that city. Hmm. Well, just because she's talking to you
5: doesn't mean mean she's soliciting.
4: Oh, no, she was.
5: No, but you you got to know what I'm saying. No one can prove that she was soliciting.
4: No until she said she's a prostitute.
5: So she said that?
4: Oh yeah. Oh they're they're very oh. ballsy, yes. They they're very upfront. Oh yeah. Because hmm. they don't want to waste okay. their time if you're not interested. Right. Huh. Well right. Until, so they come out with it right away and you're like, get away from me. <laughs>
3: Well, all right. Interesting. Well, that was Bob's Entertainment news. All right. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be um, talking about um, some of the listener submitted subjects
2: This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council.
0: Dear parents, Much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you.
6: Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever.
0: Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance.
6: Teach us to understand one another.
0: Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every month. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, you will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children, and we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another.
1: Inside this little Burbank building,
0: this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it
2: really reflects on the style and the the philosophy of. Each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an
0: absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is.
1: From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime... Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank.
2: Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong.
6: Hi, this is Kubu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening
4: to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show.
1: The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world.
4: Do you have an idea for a guest? Or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to Dynamic Dojo radio Post at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo
1: Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio.
3: All right, everybody, and we are back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk TV with Resita Robert, and Kat. And um, we are going to be talking discussion subjects that were uh, submitted to us by some of our listeners. So this will be fun. Now, our phone number is 347 677 0699, right in there. 347-677-0699. Feel free to call in and join us for this discussion. Now, I want to bring up our first discussion here. First off, i got to double check with my co host. Bob, are you there? Uh huh. And Kat, are you there?
5: Yes, I'm here.
3: Okay, awesome. And I can hear you better now. Go
5: figure. Good. You know,
3: Thank goodness. On the radio. On the radio. Can you guys hear me okay? Am I still down low? You
5: sound much better now.
3: Okay, well, that's good. All right. Very good. All right. So, our first listener submitted question is, and this comes from Katrina Belcher, quote-unquote, in karate, is it one's goal to obtain a black belt? If so, why? And if not, what exactly is the goal? Now, I know that there isn't a universal answer to this, so if anybody out there wants to call in and their thoughts on that, that would be great, 347 677 So, you know, let's start with Bob here. So let me, let me ask you a question again. Katrina asks, in karate, is it one actual goal to get a black belt? And if so, Why? And if it's not, then what is it what is the goal? So again, we know that there is no universal answer, but uh, now let's go to Bob and get his thoughts on that.
4: Well, and you're you're right, Rusty. There is no universal answer, and there's no one right answer ever because this is so individual. What is right. your goal? Is it going to be self-defense? Maybe you don't care about belts. You just you just want to learn a martial art. Maybe it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a goal to get a black belt. Maybe that's on your bucket list,
0: mm-hmm. and
4: you want to get that black belt. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's just a, a sense of achievement. Maybe it's an ego trip uh, that you want to be uh, a high-ranking martial artist.
0: Mm-hmm. You,
4: you just can't answer that with, and maybe it's a workout thing too, and And the belts are just going to be in the way. You just can't answer that one way.
3: It's true, it's true. Um, Kat, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know,
5: I I know that um, people have different reasons why they start martial arts, right? Um, and depending on the instructor and the, and the arts that they're studying, the motivation of or the the goal may may change while while you're in there. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you start a martial art to learn self-defense and stop getting beat up by, you know, your, your high school kids or whatever. And right. then as you learn martial arts, that, that changes and evolves. And, you know, the you, I think the most important thing is to keep checking in with yourself and realize, you know, I started this for a reason. Did I attain that goal? Is it important to attain that goal? Or do I have a different goal now? Do I have a different, you know, it, are my motivations different now? Because... Of what I'm learning and how I'm evolving and growing in the art. So, I mean, it, it, Bob's right in that there is no universal answer. However, you got to remain true to yourself and why you started it in the first place. And if that changes, that's fine. But you know, attain the goal that you you want, and you start. It's in, well. I'll I'll stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> why? I'll just stop. why? 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 No, that's okay. Well, why right. am I stopping? Because yeah. the reasons always will always evolve and change as you evolve and you grow. The reasons will change. The motivation right. behind it will change. And maybe, exactly. just maybe, you decide you don't need it anymore.
3: Right. It's very true. It's very true. So, and, then, and um, also to comment on Katrina's question, you know, it doesn't necessarily apply. To because right now we're we're all talking generally about martial arts in general, but martial arts that have own So you know, it's a uh, there is no universal answer, <clears throat> and uh, everyone like Cap says everyone's supposed to change. I know mine changed when I was coming up in, in karate. I when I first started, I didn't even think about getting a belt. I, I didn't think karate or anything that looked vaguely similar to kung fu. That was that was that was the only that was the only desire on my mind, and then of course it changed. Like, ooh, so I want to get to cookie belt, so I can learn this kind of whatever. For me, you know, I wanted to learn it. Um, didn't even think about black belt until I was a green belt, and uh, and only then did I form the goal of I want to be a teacher someday and have my own dojo and all those other kind of stuff, and and. You know, even during that, you know, I had little mini goals. So, you know, folks, whatever your reason for doing martial arts, you know, just roll with it, I guess. <laughs> well, keep checking
5: in with yourself especially and, and, yeah. and see if if you're still uh, benefiting from learning martial arts. Um, exactly it, does it benefit you in your life and is it something that's gonna to continue to help you grow and evolve?
3: Right. Exactly. Now I have met people though where their their sole purpose was to get a black belt. And those people, you know, once they uh once they got their black belt they they quit. They said, Oh, you know, I met my goal and you know, I quit. Now most hor. Whole- Hardcore you know, teachers and say, oh, that's not right. You get to that. You get to learn the art, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if that's their goal, you know, all the power is perfect. Yeah. And find it's a, find a different goal that we. Now, so if you want to continue. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, go on. Ask the question. Well, didn't you – you were talking about something yesterday ranks or something like that. And you remember that conversation? Um, yeah, I remember the gist
5: of the conversation. You know, oftentimes when you join a school, not always, but the students get, get so sucked up into the concept of, I've got to get my next belt, I've got to get my next belt, I've got to get my next belt, when they right. forget what they're learning in the first place. And it's not about right. oh I need to advance to the next belt. It's enjoy the process. Stop, learn, absorb it all. Absorb everything you can absorb and then continue. But it's not well I'm I'm lazy and uh, which we know a lot of Americans when they come into martial arts If they don't have the right instructor They can just get sucked up into that Well I need to get this next belt And this next belt And this next belt And then I'm a black belt And, and then I'm badass And I really haven't tested myself And I haven't evolved mm-hmm. right. I've just been a, I, I've been brown bagging it I'm going through the drive I'll take I'll take that And I'll take that And I'll take that
3: But I'm not <laughs> going to learn it <laughs> I like that That term brown bagging it would you like prizes?
5: You know, exactly, and you know, I've 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 not understood that concept. I mean, obviously, I, when I started martial arts, it wasn't to get a black belt. I can't say I knew much about the art that I was that I walked into, but you know, I I just fell in love with the family structure, the mm-hmm. learning and growing together, and helping each other and supporting each other.
3: Right yeah so um, now with that said um, you know all of us being teachers and stuff like that um, well you know not all of us being teachers with belt ranks but you know being teachers and stuff you know would you guys say and would anyone else out there um, tend to think that sometimes belt ranks kind of hinder people's progress in the sense that you know their motivation not I shouldn't let me word this. I don't want to that getting a belt rank is not a good goal because, you know, belt rank, you know, for some for some, you know, are a great indicator of where their progression is. Right? Um, but what what I never really understood with some students is that, you know, well can't they see? Can't they see for themselves what their progression? Can't they see how much more fit they are than they were six months ago? Can't they see that form that they were learning is not as hard as it was six months ago? You know, can't they see that progress as opposed to, you know, seeing it around their waist? So you know, I I don't know. I mean let's you know, let's uh let's hear from our let's from the uh from our listeners out there. So we've got people calling in. We've got uh, eight, area code 860. Let's go ahead and take a call. What do you think, you guys? Go yeah, yeah, ahead.
5: Take
3: it. All right, good. Let's take a call from area code 860. 860. Hey, guys. Dynamic Talk TV. Who's this?
2: Hey, guys. It's Rich Boyce.
3: Hey, Rich.
6: How
3: are hey, you? Rich. Hey, everybody. Right on.
2: Happy full Sunday, full everybody.
3: Full. Um, happy Sunday, happy Sunday. So, um, yeah, we are talking about belt ranks and gold belt, gold and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on that, buddy?
2: Well, okay, so belt ranks. I feel that. Um, if if the color of rebel, uh, rank um, doesn't match up with your with the skill that is that is that in in the training that is for that rank, you shouldn't have mm-hmm.
3: it. Yeah, but who is the okay, that? Um, that? Yeah, that's what I was going
2: to say. So who is that? I feel that the instructor that is teaching you, if um if they have a a, a number of years um uh, you know, a long time you know in that in that particular system and and they are teaching you and and their rec- record shows for themselves right um that on um, that they should on um, you know on um, be able to promote on um, and the thing is is that Sometimes we get people who are underranked and then there are people who are overranked um, <clears> on, <throat> and okay, I, see I that. think it's really important. I, I think it's really yeah. important to rank the person um, as, as their skill level shows. And if the person who's teaching them on, um, you know, feels that, that they are at the, at the correct rank um, and on, um, like for example, uh, my friend Dan Mack, um, He's an awesome, awesome guy, and um, he has a student that was a third, and there was a little, little bit of controversy. But then, but then people really chimed in and was like, okay, you know, um, you know, uh, they can, you know, they gave him the, the support, and it was awesome because um, mm-hmm. there was a, a, his student was is a, was ranked third, but then tested for fifth because her because she she spent so many years as a third, and was under at the time. And, um, and a, him and a, and, a, and a few other um, high-ranking black belts decided to, to test her for her fifth because she was right. under Not only was she, you know, deserving of the fourth, but she was deserving of the fifth. Um, mm-hmm. And um, they made, it, it, it was his school. At his school, he, um, he's the instructor of his school, and um, and his record shows for his, for itself, and and I think it's really important that the skill match up with the, the with the rank. Um, if somebody is under ranked, then there's an issue. Along with if somebody is over you know, and the <laughs> skill doesn't show it, you know, I I think it's really important. To, um, you know, it, it's the instructor's discretion. I think. Um, and I think if the instructor is um has the correct knowledge you know to promote that person um and um in, in like we talked about before um in 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 our in our last um in our in the last session <clears throat> i think it's <clears throat> excuse me i think it's really important um and i i like i said i felt that a board you know should um be promoting on um, you know, whether it, – it, for me, it, it wouldn't matter if it's 10th degree or if it's 1st degree. If, if the, a board, you know, a, a group of people should should be um, promoting, you know, um, and watching everything, you know, and watching and seeing and, and no, noticing if there's any mistakes.
3: Okay. And I think
2: it's um, – um, make sense? My,
3: my question, yeah, it does, it does make sense, and, you know, thank you for showing the views on that. Um, I'm just trying to figure out, though, and, and you know, you know, forgive me for if, if I'm missing something, I'm just trying to figure out
0: mm-hmm.
3: where where belt requirements tie in to, you know, what somebody's goal is, or, you know, or how you know, goals oh, Okay with the uh, okay. um
2: uh, my apolog my apologies, I missed that part.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. oh, okay. All right. So, so yeah, this was so a my apologies. Stuff. Okay. Yeah, so yes, I
2: I, I know it is. I know it is. I, I missed that part. Um oh, okay. so I apologize. All right.
0: So um there for a <laughs>
2: Yeah. I was I could tell that you guys were lost for a moment. I was like, wait a minute asked what you to okay. say. I was like, Wait, what?
3: Exactly. So yeah. Okay. I mean, okay.
2: So okay. So goals. Um, I think, I think it's really important. Um, if if someone has a goal, no matter what it is, then achieve it. You know. Um, I mean, black belt is, um, is where the journey begins. You know what I'm saying? So, so in my opinion, um, somebody shouldn't. You know, just try to achieve black because really, a black belt is a white belt that hasn't, you know, given up and hasn't stopped training. You know, right. um, But so one, like, does one um,
3: actually need to wear a black a black piece of cloth around their waist in order to to really get the same kind of knowledge? I guess that's wait, my question. That, that was my question when, I was, a, when I
2: was a Can you can you say that again?
3: Oh, sorry. I said, does someone actually need a black piece of cloth around their waist to get that same knowledge? That's that was that was my question. I
2: well, don't think so. I think I, I think if the skill level shows, um, you know, and and the integrity is there, and the um, you know, um, because a black belt is is a way of life. You know, we don't walk around all day long. We, we don't go to work, we don't go to you know um college or 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 whatever we don't you know go go, go to the grocery store with a black belt on, so you know we lived both the black belt life.
3: i hope not you know
2: so uh <laughs> yeah um um so i i i think that um that needing a black belt you know or having the the the, the, the the importance of wearing a black belt shouldn't really matter. I think it should be just, you know, um, you know, the skill level. And I think that, um, you know, the integrity, the, um, the, on um, the mindset, you know, um, the, um, you know, having the, um, the, the martial spirit in you, carrying it in, in, in a, in a confident way, um, rather than an ego way. You know, um, I think it's, you know, um, having the black belt is really not as important as as acting like one. There's a difference between having a black belt and being a black belt.
3: Well, of course. Yeah. So, you know, so so wearing, so
2: having the actual black belt itself isn't as important as, as, you know, um, being the black belt and acting like the black belt that you are.
3: Right, right,, um, okay, great, but you know, if, as you say someone's goal is to get the black belt, then you know, I'm kind of like well if some if if decent some goal should be to get the black belt to get to where the journey begins, then you know I'm pretty safe that we can say you don't need a black piece of cloth around your waist to to determine whether or not your knowledge is, then. I was just wondering there. Good oh, okay. Good, so good. Bob. Yeah, that's. Bob, what are your I, thoughts? <laughs> what your got me thoughts? there? <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: What, Russ? <laughs> Second hear you.
3: I said, what are your thoughts on this?
4: Uh, well, I, I, you know, I still think it's just so individual, Rosie. That there's no right, no wrong answers. All individually tailored. Yes. You know, they 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 don't. I disagree with the Rich on this because it's a goal orientation. They don't need to live the black belt life to obtain a black belt because they've got the skill level. If that's the goal to get to get that black belt,
3: right? Because you know, in a lot of schools, black belts are are largely requirement based. You have to know this many. And you have to not make a mistake. You have to know, you know, defense and that defense, and you know, and you have to be able to show that you're that you're at some certain uh, physical level or whatever. And some people will will award black belt based on that. But on the other hand, there are places that um, that will award black belts or, or black belt degrees. Just because, and this goes into the next question. And this um, this particular question um, was submitted by Janie Arkin Miser. So, what a great segue into this one. She wants to talk about Blacks who are going for ranking earlier than scheduled waiting time. So, the question is essentially, you know, why is there a rule in some traditional styles of martial arts for a prerequisite wait time between degrees if it isn't followed by that particular organization. So, um, Janie's not with us right now. So I, you know, she can't comment on that. And I, you know, and I kind of really wanted to, uh, um, get a clarification on that. Um, there's nothing, you know, she's talking about, um, Oh wait, Rose Jimenez just, uh, Let's see. Oh, here we go. Jenny says. Oh, hold on. Hold on, folks. We're looking at all the comments here. Uh, Spidey Morris says belts are only for holding pants. pants. Uh, quoting Bruce Lee. Giuseppe Prevetti is watching. And, uh, tag, you can <laughs> Michael Wonder. Michael Wonder says, "Hey, Rich. And, um. Hey Michael. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Here's Janie. Janie Janie who submitted this question says an instructor I know just tested for fourth don last last wait, 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 wait. An instructor I know just tested for fourth Dawn last year and just tested for fifth don last month. Your next test is the number of years of the next rank you want to obtain. So how does that how does that work to promote early? So I guess from fourth on, this person had to have waited at least five years to be promoted to fifth dime. Um so that's you know, in just what? Whoa. My phone is tripping out. So that looks like both your phone and my phone are tripping out. 'Cause they are. <laughs> yeah, I looked at my phone. <laughs> And it went. Uh, I read the. Uh, I read the 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 question, and then I looked at my phone, and it and it literally swiped itself, swiped itself back to the the video feed. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. I just looked at my phone. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm guessing that. Um, is wondering, you know, what the heck is going on with that. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I know like in the old style of karate that I did, there was a prerequis- prerequisite wait time, but it might not be like that for some martial arts and even within some schools. So um, let's uh, let's get our... Let's get our listeners in on that. Now, I don't do Tang Soo Do or Taekwondo or Korean arts, but I think we have someone on the line that does. So let's let's go ahead and take a call. Another call. We've got area code 682-682. two six eight two. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Who's this?
1: This is George. What's up, guys? Hey, hey I thought George. that was... hey.
0: Hey. <laughs> so. Hey, George. Uh, George.
1: <laughs> What's up? What's that? Um, I know right, different no. disciplines have different wait times and all that kind of stuff.
3: Right. So how did it, but, work? Um, how
1: did
3: it work for you?
1: Well, with me, I, I took uh, Taekwondo all through high school. And I went pretty much every single day, 365 in a year, you know, and I got my black belt after four years mm-hmm. of my high school. Okay. Now that could be fast. That could be slow. Depends upon who's who's the chief instructor of the school. But um, right. what what, they, what he did is that he offered a set price from white belt to black belt. You pay this one price, and that's and you don't you don't you can go one time a week. You can go seven times a week. Doesn't matter. You're there until you get your black belt. Okay. And in my case, it took me four years, but you know, um, but that was only a matter of you know when I had time to do the testing. Now, I right. I could have tested like pretty much almost every month I like, got my black belt a year. But wait, I didn't wait, feel wait, that, wait, that wait, was wait, wait. that was really right.
3: <laughs> wait, 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 back up. So, <laughs> so I, I gotta wrap Believe my it or mind not, around it.
1: the way he was writing. Yeah,
3: but how? how so, okay, let me back up for a second. So let's just say someone gets to the equivalent of I don't know, like an intermediate rank. I don't know what the ranks are in Taekwondo or anything like that, but an intermediate rank here in, in at least in, in the styles that I do, like would a blue be around, guy. yeah, purple or blue, right? So what you're saying is that if you if you wanted to, you could test the very next month for the next color rank, so from blue to green.
1: It depends upon how often you go to class. If you only go like once a week, yeah, we're not going to test you next month.
0: Well, right. Because yeah,
1: you just got right. this. this belt. But if you go seven times a week, every single week, you know, you're there every single day. Well, yeah, you're showing the fortitude. You're showing the the the, the intuitiveness to the to the uh, to the art. You know, right. maybe the the uh, the black belt. That, you know, you you should go ahead and uh, test. Because you're showing you know you're showing the the skill you're showing the uh the effort,
3: yeah, but it's one so, month.
1: You know, I really didn't think I, I was either either I didn't think I was good enough or at times I just think that well, I think I really should be at this level a little bit longer, all right, just to make sure I know what I think I know, basically, right, but that, I guess that was just self. Self-discipline. If they if they could have, they could have just let me go every month if they wanted
3: to. Right. Okay. Well, I was just wondering because in my head I'm thinking it's 30 days, really. Even though you're going seven days a week, let's just say it's only 90 minutes a day. You know, is that uh-huh. really enough? Time to to is that really enough time to gain? You know, whatever they required
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
3: Or. I wholeheartedly
1: agree. That's the reason why I waited the four years. You know, I wanted to make sure I knew what I thought I knew, you know. Right. But the thing is we've all known black belts because of the the way they carry themselves, the way they conduct classes, just the way they act in general really shouldn't be a black belt. But we've also known people who are lower ranks. But because of they way, the way they carry themselves, the way they handle, the, the way they do their martial arts, really should be a black belt. And for whatever reason, either didn't get tested or their higher ups did not let them test. You know they're in a they're in a tough situation.
3: No. Somebody needs to turn left on 124th Street. I not <laughs> me. I'm not
5: driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I.
3: Yes, who, the is, who the hell is driving? Who the hell is driving? Who's it's driving?
0: Not me. Not me.
3: Again. Not me. Oh, is that you with your GPS on? You need to turn it's left. Three,
0: left. Did you turn left? Did you Thank you very much.
3: hundred and twenty fourth. Oh, what are you out? Are you out in Kent or Des Moines?
1: Where are you? Well, 224 down here, Des Moines.
3: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: sounds like sounds like Des Moines. Okay, all right, got it. All right. So, if anyone wants to join this conversation, we're just talking about belt ranks right now. Just belt ranks in general, you know, wait times for belt ranks, especially, especially black belt ranks. You know, should there be, you know, should there be a wait time, you know, and and if there isn't. Wait time. If people are getting ranked like one month after you, after you tested for a second degree or whatever, does this actually, so, does it feed into you know the self-made mess? Is feed into people telling themselves okay after two years, right? Don't
4: get me started.
3: But you know, now. I don't know why this is a thing, because uh, half of the questions that were submitted by our listeners have to do with, you know, something along the lines of, like, you know, dishonesty or, um, you know, uh, rushing into levels or rushing into whatever. And in this case, another one of our, another one of our fans, she's from Emilio years, he asked me the question um or a discussion subject that was quote unquote quote unquote selling rank and the, the the subject of immorality in the martial arts. Now um that can be that can be a whole can of worms right there, wouldn't you agree, Bob?
4: Oh absolutely. Beyond belief.
3: Selling rank. Exactly. So um, who was it? Was it George that said that there was like a certain amount of money sewing had to pay kit?
0: Every month
3: sewing kit. Okay. Hold on a i I'm going to be muting mics here because <laughs> something about a okay, sewing go kit. Go ahead. No it's not me. I, I
5: swear, it's not me. I'm being dead quiet. It's not me. I, me too.
3: I know you are. Some. I, I know you are, Kat. But it's like I don't know who else that is. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blame George and Rich for this. What? <laughs>
0: Thanks. Thanks, Rusty.
3: <laughs> don't forget to turn left on the twenty fourth. Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah right. Uh, Turn left
3: now. Oh,
1: I don't know. being safe. Come on, guys.
3: I know. Let's go ahead and take another <laughs> call. Let's uh, we're talking about belt ranks in general. Uh We brought up the subject of Super Remilio Olivieri's on discussion subject uh, suggestion, and that's about selling rank. And uh, another subject uh, regarding immorality in the martial arts but let's go ahead and take another phone call we're going to go to 270 area code 270 270 you're on dynamic dojo talk tv who's this
6: it's Janie. i'm being bad right now i'm on patrol and i <laughs> to call in while
4: <laughs>
6: nice oh you bad girl <laughs> bad girl Man. yes i am but you know hey i can do my job and talk at the same time right
2: there you wait, go. Absolutely. This?
3: this is Janie. Janie Larkin Meiser. She's the one that suggested Hi. the subject of um of uh suggested wait times between ranks and people getting for that. And she is a long time listener of our show.
0: So welcome, Janie. Awesome. So Janie. welcome. Hey, hey, yeah. thanks guys.
3: Uh well, uh
6: what I was saying is that um I was told by this instructor that even though he's 37 years old, he's been taking taekwondo since uh since he was like 10, I think. It mm-hmm. was he he's actually my chief instructor and he was told by his father, our master instructor, that he had been doing this for so long and that he had his a lot of time in uh you know, the cumulative that it was mm-hmm. okay for him to test for master. Now, I know his father just got master last year, and he's 61 years old. So, I mean, how do
3: you... Oh, okay. Uh, stand h- by h- just a second, guys. Uh-huh. Go ahead.
0: He's on duty. <laughs> <laughs> quiet. Quiet. Quiet.
4: Very, very
0: quiet. He's on duty.
4: I'm, I'm hunting, I'm
0: hunting the rabbits. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys.
6: <laughs> a station break, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so anyhow, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it is a morality thing. I know that they're trying to build their school up and that's great and wonderful. You know, they're got, they're in tournaments and stuff right there. They're getting ready to go to Ireland with WKU to world, ti- uh, world titles. But
0: mm-hmm.
6: my thing is is that I don't care if you're building your school up and, and stuff like that, you know, that's great. But why do you feel that you have to have a master's rank when you just promoted fourth dance uh, right now? I mean, can a fourth dance still carry the school to uh, to greatness? Or do you have to have that master's rank?
3: That's a good... Okay, that's a good question. Now, you, the, however, earlier you said something about someone who got promoted to 4th, Don, and then got promoted yeah. last year, and then got promoted yeah, to 5th. Yeah, same month. gentleman. So basically a year yeah. had passed, right? And yeah. that's the master master rank for that particular system, right? For Yes,
6: <clears throat> uh-huh. Yeah, it's the same gentleman.
3: Did they test, or did they, they just get given the rank?
6: They did test. And I guess that was their way around it, but the wait time for a master if you're uh is five years right so okay, so I don't have as much time in as he does, but I mean, how do you consider that enough time
3: you know you know that that's a good question and um, and I think. Just me. I'm thinking that is a a school instructor only thing as opposed to the organization. Thing. Cause,
4: I think you're absolutely right. It sounds like it was a, uh, I want to promote him to carry on the, the school.
5: Okay. Right. All right. All right. Kat, be, can, can I interject something?
4: I thought, really.
0: Yes, of please.
5: You know, in the last 10 minutes I've been listening to um, everyone speaking about ranking and belts and motivations and stuff like that. And, you know, when you talk to um, a young man who is an Eagle Scout, which is virtually, you you have no idea how much you have to go through to become an Eagle Scout, not a Boy Scout, but an Eagle Scout. Or you talk to somebody who is in the special forces, they don't talk about what they've done. They don't talk about, you know, what they had to go through, how good they are, how special they are, that they deserve this and they deserve that. If you feel in the belt ranking, if you feel like you're not worthy, even though you're the one that's training hard, even though you spent years doing and feel you're not, you're not ready yet, then generally you're the one who is ready. You know, it's the one who just works hard and doesn't talk about what he can do and how good he is and how special he is and blah blah blah. Those right. are the people who are generally worthy
6: of getting that that rank. Mm-hmm. Right. And I and I and I tend to agree with that because um, it's because I don't you know. My belt ranking is for me, you know, me only you know, I didn't get to finish college, so this is my college um so you know, and it's what I love, it's my passion um right the The thing is is does, um
5: go ahead, does it really matter that you have to have the master rank does it Does it matter that much?
6: No, to me, it doesn't at all, you know because you're, i I know what I do, and I'm learning
5: to speak for itself.
6: Yeah, absolutely, and and I'm thriving for knowledge all the time. I would love nothing more than to come up there to Washington or to L.A. and train with all you guys and learn from you guys. I mean, I I get I a kick out of that. anything he wants to teach me. You know, um. Well, you know, in that college respect, type stuff.
5: I'm I'm I'd be willing to learn from you as well. I'd be happy to.
6: Yes, ma'am. I appreciate that. Uh, but my thing is, is that you know. I guess that's what it is—is is a, is a master's. I mean, but I look at it this way: if you're going to teach your students something, and you're talking about integrity and perseverance and a domo spirit, which is just a few of our tenants, then why are you not exhuming that?
3: Right, right. But think—you know—I'm you think saying exactly. I'm talking about somebody else as opposed to herself, so everyone knows. Right. Know. Um, no, I'm not talking yeah.
5: about her, but it's, you know, generally that's how it works. So, right. you know, they're talking about it and they're talking about it and they're talking about it because they're insecure about it. Because they don't believe that in be, themselves, because they don't have that self-confidence. I don't you know, who know who this I, I truly is, but that
6: absolutely.
5: That's generally the way it works.
6: Right. And, and I guess it's just disheartening for me because I have I have a high regard for everybody that I that I'm under and <laughs> uh, I have um the utmost respect for them and it just kind of kind of disheartening you know you're supposed to you're you're teaching all this stuff about integrity and yet you just blew all your integrity out the window when you tested early you know but you make everybody else worse you know what I'm saying oh. and then so. you gotta then you have to mm-hmm. ask yourself okay and maybe I
5: need to go somewhere else maybe I need to yeah. learn from another person who's thinks differently and feels differently about things I mean right. it's not such a and, bad
6: thing no, no, um, that's it's why I was revolving and growing. Absolutely, and, and I totally believe in that. Unfortunately, where I'm at <clears throat> in Kentucky, there is only three schools in Hardin County um, in my area, and one school I will not touch with a 10-foot pole because their integrity is it, – it, it they never had my respect from the get-go. Uh, just the way they carry themselves. Um, Uh, They need to get with
3: attention, Paul, is what you're saying.
6: (laughs) um, Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And uh, the (laughs) other school, I've seen their their methods and stuff like that. And they're not a bad school. They do the best they can. Uh, However, their techniques and stuff are not what I would teach a student. Uh, Mm -hmm. So Mm
0: -hmm.
6: now my only option is to go to Louisville, which is 45 minutes away from me. And that's fine. But if that's the case, I would return to Aikido. Well, then return to
5: Aikido and enjoy it and, and have fun with it and right. use it to the full extent until you're done with it and then go on to another school. You know, I drive two hours to teach at the Anasano, three hours to teach at the Anasano Academy. And it's oh, worth oh, it to me because I get to right. learn as well.
6: Absolutely. Every time I, go there, I learn something, that's what I always say teaching is learning also. You it know? Is. So that's, right. that's awesome.
2: I firmly, believe, well, I firmly believe in teaching is is learning as well. <clears throat> I'm right mm-hmm. there with you. hmm
1: Exactly.
6: Absolutely.
1: You so, never stop well, learning.
6: Guys, no, absolutely not, guys. It was great. Thank you for answering my questions. Um, but I want to skip out so I can get to work. And it was, it was a pleasure. <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't want you to get in trouble, Janie.
6: <laughs> <And> no man. <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you, for, thank you for reaching out to us. It was nice talking to you. Thank oh, you, Janie. Nice talking. to You too. You all take care now. Bye, baby.
3: <laughs> you too. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. And that's uh, Janie. Now, would you guys believe she's a California girl living in, I think Arkansas. I think working in Arkansas. You, you know, every time I talk to her, think. did you hear that accent? I
5: don't
0: know. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said, What's
5: that? Did you hear that accent? I don't know. I don't know
4: if she's in California. <laughs> I did. She, no, she You know, I asked her the same question, it's Kat. Right, it's but I heard it. Her her voice adapts to wherever she lives. She's actually yeah. from California but has a Kentucky thing going really well.
3: The Kentucky Arkansas, very well. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah for her. You know? When she said she was like born and raised in California, I went, Oh, you gotta be shitting me. really <laughs> Hey. Yeah, pretty wild, you know. But left devices, you guys could probably swear that I came in like on a plane from the Philippines, uh, maybe three years ago. (laughs) If if I hung around the Philippines for a week straight, I would have have a weird accent. So
5: well, know. I don't know. Ah. I've been able to separate that. I, I can adopt an, a, an accent and use it while I'm there, but it's not the way I normally speak.
3: Well, exactly. Exactly. Um, I have Filipino friends that when they first came to the States, they had a heavy accent, and then they just, you know, started sounding, I don't know, American, American Or in this case, people think that Seattleites have accents. I don't think I have an answer. You're that. breaking up, Russ. <laughs> I am again.
5: Cutting in and out, yeah. Yep.
3: Stop. <laughs> Darn it. All right, so anyone that wants to join us here on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV, we've got listener submitted listener submitted discussion subjects. If you've got one you want to talk about, I'll give us a call. Three four seven six seven seven. 0699. Let me go ahead and bring the uh, bring the main screen back up here so that way we've got the uh we've got the phone number. There we go. There's the main screen. Three seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Listener submitted discussion subjects. Let's um uh Rich, are you still on the line? Yes I am. Cool. What's on your mind as far as uh stuff?
2: Well <clears throat> um I really think that uh the time frame you know uh to uh you know for each rank should be a, a significant amount of time you know um like for me right now um I've been a fourth degree um um for like six seven years um yeah I, I, uh, seven, seven seven years i've been and the thing is is that um outside outside of my injury um i believe well if i didn't have my injury i believe that on um, that um that in order to, to go to fifth i think i should have I, 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 I should i should I have been you know on um, you know uh i should have waited like Three, three four years you know to have that ability to test for fit because I want to make because it's I, I should be able to show the um, not only the physical skill but the integrity and, and 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 all the other principles that that we you know instill in, uh, and that we teach um, because it, the time frames are are, are really important because it, they, they they show that the, want how, you know, how much, you know, can they handle on, you know, with with an amount of time, how much, you know, can they show, are they just going to show once in a while or are they going to show it all the time? You You know what I mean? Um, so the longer, the higher the rank should be the longer, should be a longer amount of time, you know, um, and when they, um, when someone, um, uh it goes to like for example you know uh you know ten dan, I think they should it should be like fifteen years you know ten years or whatever you know ten years fifteen years um you know um you know to get promoted to that because I think it's really important that um that they 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 show you know that they've been in it long enough you know where and they're The the time frame should match up with your skill, and vice versa. You know what I mean? Um, Okay.
0: So. And and, and as far as
2: uh, as far as on
0: buying rank,
3: huh? I said so. Let me just like reiterate because that way we're all on the same page. Because I'm I'm going from like, you know, like subcategory to subcategory, and what you're saying. So. Correct me if I'm wrong. So what you're saying is that um there that there should be a certain amount of years between Don ranks so that way you can show a particular your particular art or organization or the head of head honchos or the grand of the powers that be basically that you can uphold that rank instead of just being promoted and there you go. Is that, is, exactly.
2: That right? I that's okay. exactly but, yeah. Okay. I, so I just wanted uh, to that's that exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I am a firm believer in that. Um, the time and the skill should match up. Um, along with the on the, um, with the spiritual and the mental um, aspect. Um, because um, as black belts in general no matter what rank we are, we have an obligation, right? Uh, you know, to show some sort of, um, of, of of extra, uh, willingness, extra, um, you know, on integrity, extra humility, you know, on um, and you know, we are examples. We are, on you know, on um inspirations to those to to everyone else you know um you know that's why like um usually every time i call in I, I you know i say you know um i mean I haven't done i mean last time i did it was i said it to kathy but um but you know usually i i always say you know i always i usually say you know i'm grateful for, you know um because like I really am because you know because people such as you and bob you know, and definitely Kathy as well um, have have really shown it. You guys have really proved that that you guys can uphold that rank and uphold the integrity that that is bestowed upon that that rank. You know, and like um, you guys all three of you are are really huge inspirations. You know, on um, you know, and like I uh, you know, um one of the reasons why Kathy has been my hero for a long time is not only um, is she an amazing martial artist physical skill wise, but the integrity, the humility, it's all, it's, it's, it's right on point. So like, I, you know, like I believe that the the rank should, you know, um, should match
3: up with all of that. Okay. Okay. I can, I can, I can see that. Um, <clears throat> but again, you know, I would venture to venture to guess that it, it depends on, on that particular style. Right. I mean, <clears throat> that's the case for American Kempo, right. That, that, uh, that rank should, should um, match skill. Am I correct?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, because um, for example, on, um, you know, on um, with every rank from, from white, you know, all the way up um it, you know, there is, there is criterias, right. Um, and, and on um, really, it's really, I, sometimes it's, um, it, it gets controversial um but um, Mr. Parker had said, um, just because of, just because you, uh, let me back up. Let me, let me get it correctly here. He said, just because of the color of belt shows, doesn't, doesn't mean that you really know. But if you right. know, then then you know. Um, because yeah, no. sometimes yeah. sometimes we you know like our like our old like our past conversation that we had you know from the last on talk show like, you know the promotion can get really you know controversial and on um, but sometimes it's it's for a good reason too. So sometimes it's not always just for you know on. You know, for a look at me, look at me. Sometimes it's the person earned it. You know, such as like I was saying before. But my 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 friend Dean Mac, he his student was a third, and instead of getting promoted to fourth, he promoted her to, to fifth because she earned it. There, the um she really you know she was under you know, and and I really commended him on that because um you know and there was no buying of rank, you know, it was just it you know she earned it, you know what I mean? So Dan and, like, really figured it out, you know? So, right. uh, you know, and, and that's why, um, and the whole thing with buying rank, you know, like, yeah, there's are, you know, p- it's so easy nowadays because, of, because of century martial arts and Asian world of martial arts and macho and, and all these other companies, you know, people who personally do it, you know, um, you know, uh um, who sell, who, you know, who sell belts and stuff like that. Um, but, um, to me, someone who's who's selling and buying rank, they're not they're not showing that they're a martial artist, they're showing that they're just business individuals. Um I think mm-hmm. it's it's really important to earn your belt, not buy mm-hmm. your belt. Um you know, um oh. earn it with, with the blood, sweat and tears. Literally.
3: Right. Cool. Cool. Well, we just got another discussion subject that came in through the ticker. Um so, I'll just go ahead and bring the question forward. So tell me about your first day of martial arts training. Bob, let's start with you. Are you are you
4: are you have you been drinking? You you do realize I don't know why I did yesterday. And you asked and you asked me about something that happened forty Forty-three
3: freaking years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> thirty-one years for me.
2: That was it. Was thirty-one years ago in one day. So, uh, yeah, it, t- tomorrow will be thirty-one years. So I was hear three years Bob. old when I started.
3: Hear from I don't Bob. Know remember. Hear From Bob, let's hear from Bob. Let's hear from Bob. Bob. I
4: honestly can't remember. I know it was a Taekwondo school. Uh, the mass was Sung You uh, it now Don Baird owns his school. That's as much as I can remember about my first day 43 years ago when I was 10.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Cat. Cat, you remember your first day of training?
5: <laughs> I do. It was 38 years ago. I remember that. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Thirty-eight years ago, dude, and I remember my first day in Aikido.
3: Tell us about it, huh?
5: My, yeah, fourteen years old. Um, I remember my friend Lillian, Lillian Smith, asking me if I want to come with her to uh, an Aikido class on March Air Force Base. And I said, "Yeah, I'll go with you, sure." So she takes me there. I walk in, and everybody's wearing thick white judo gis and hakamas and it was just i was impressed by how it all looked to begin with and i thought wow this is cool mm. so they uh literally put me in a gi and said okay here and first thing they did was teach me the you know the the kneeling down forgive me forgive me i don't remember the how what it's called um mm but the kneeling, mm. bowing into class and bowing out of class. And, you know, and they taught me it's some basic day. movements and basic leverage. But everything was kept really simple. Um, and then I got to sit and watch everybody do Rondori with each other. And it was it was fun. I, I had it such a mm. good time. And I was treated so well and with such respect and care, literally care. <clears throat> I thought, wow, okay, I, I'm in. <laughs> I'm totally in. <laughs> And I was a gym rat. From that moment on, I I opened. I was there before they opened, and they had to kick me out at the end of the night.
3: (laughs) You're a dojo rat at that point. (laughs) Gym
5: rat, dojo rat. You know, it's all the same thing. You couldn't get me out. Yeah. You know, I'd be sitting there waiting for the instructor to open the door, and I had to, (laughs) because I lived right next to the west gate of March Air Force Base. I had to crawl through. A ravine. I had to climb. I had to crawl under the fence through a ravine to sneak past the guy in the gate, right? So that he wouldn't see me because I wasn't military and I had no pass. So every freaking day I snuck onto March Air Force Base and attended class, and then I had to sneak back <laughs> in the dark every freaking night. It was great. Wow. I loved it. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow, that's
2: really cool.
3: Yeah.
2: That's
0: awesome.
5: That is very so,
3: cool. Uh, is George still with us? Let me see here. George is yes, still there? Okay. So what about your? since you're on the line, uh, do you remember your first day of training?
1: My well, first your day first was the, uh, the fall of 1979 in Taekwondo. Uh, we had a full class. We had a bunch of kids that I was with doing the, the white belts and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the teacher had his, uh, his daughter and his son with him, and they were one. The, they were the other instructors, a couple of the other instructors, and they were doing a higher belts and everything like that. And mm-hmm. it was very well-structured in the classroom, and I, and I got a very good base as far as my uh, initiation in martial arts in general. Now, after I graduated high school and later on went into the military and been all over the world, I've taken a break from Taekwondo and I've learned uh, martial arts from various different sources throughout my time in the service and being all over the place.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: ended up with uh, the Institute of Chinese Martial Arts in Federal Way, which got me connected with Master Hong and Sifu Dehesis.
3: Well, more so Master Hong, because, you know, honestly, I have to be honest here, you know, when I was coming up uh coming up and teaching through Master Hong school and stuff like that um I didn't even know who the parents were. I was only concerned about the people I was teaching and stuff um and I met a lot of people, like hundreds of people through like you know through through master Hong and stuff like that and you know, until I met you again on Facebook, I honestly don't remember meeting you. <laughs> and I, and I don't, and I'm, you know, I don't want to sound mean about that, but it's like, you know, I met a hundred, hundreds of people, and I just feel that I don't remember.
1: No, well, you no, know, at the time, you were just one of the people doing doing uh, a Tai Chi form. Because my wife is there doing Tai Chi form with her with you guys. I was just on the sidelines watching it all. And demo? I just remember seeing you because when you guys were doing the the fajing and in, in the in the form, you had a very you know determined look on your face that none of the other students have. You know. Well, there
5: you go.
3: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
4: yeah, You want you want the you no. want the determined look. Watch watch Rusty when she's searching for coffee in the morning. You talk about determined. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
5: so, all I gotta say is get out the way, because
3: absolutely no
5: Get out the way. <laughs> get out the way. I'll
3: come stumbling down them stairs looking for coffee. All right. You're still on the line, with us. Rich. Are you still on the line? What do you remember your first yes, day? Yes, I am.
2: Class? Well, I don't remember much, but I remember that it, it was. It, it was September 21st, I mean, um, August 21st of, uh, don't remember it was much. August 21st I of, it. well, yeah, I, <laughs> I, re, I remember the date, but I don't remember much of what happened, because I was three years old. Um, Whoa, it was, it was August, it, it yeah, yeah I was three years old when I started, um, my first day when I was three, and it was, a. Uh, August twenty first of nineteen eighty six, and um, so um, so tomorrow, yeah, we'll will we'll be thirty one years of me nice. training, um, yeah, am very excited about it. Um, anyway, uh, it was at East Hampton Kenville Karate School in East Hampton, Connecticut. The instructor David Noakes, um, and the, the school was uh, in a building that was it was half. Half half the building was the Kendall Credit School, and the other half was Main Street Pizza House. And that's pretty much all I remember.
3: Nice. Okay. Very wow, cool. Rusty. Yeah. When
4: he when he was three that and, was my and first started day. his karate school, I'd I was I'd already been married for six months. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for making me feel like
2: really damn
3: old.
2: Thanks for
1: making like me feel really
2: gone. young.
3: Yeah. yeah, I feel like a baby now. <laughs> in 1986, it's kind of I was like, "Hmm, all right." See, now I feel like a baby. Right.
5: You know, That's in '86, right. I, I I'd uh, already opened my first school, and you know, I was uh, in eight, 1986. I think I was already a black belt at that time. Interesting.
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like you know when I when I talk you know, to what people is, that. Well,
2: thank you for helping like, pave the road for for people like me. And that goes for for all of you. Yeah.
3: yeah no, you're probably. welcome. You are welcome. Right on. Well, I remember mine. It was something Uh
5: oh, you're breaking up, Rusty.
3: Twelve. I don't remember what year that was. <laughs> uh, again.
5: <laughs> no, okay. Yep. I did. it's all good.
3: Anyway, I just did the math on my. Okay, am I back now? Okay. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I remember my first day of training. I technically was eight, but I didn't. I don't count any of that because um, my parents tried to get me in on Filipino martial arts classes at a local Filipino community center and I would have nothing with it. I just didn't want to do it. I was just, eh, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. But when I discovered karate, when I was 11 or 12, anyway, I did the math. Um, I was 12. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it was 12. It was, uh, I wanted to say 11 or 12 cause it was like summer. So I think I just turned 12 and, um, my mom got my sister and I karate lessons at the local community center. And at the time, the lessons were free. And, you know, at the time, I was like, oh, you know, sure, let's do it, you know. Um, and I just fell in love with it. My teacher, uh, his name was Sensei Peter Ernie, and uh, fell in love with the art from day one. And it was it was cool because our first day – I don't know how he managed to do it, but the, our first day we managed to get geese the very same day, the first day. So he, he must have had like a, a stash in his truck outside or something like that. I don't know. But it turns out he ended up getting a grant from the city to start this class. And That's uh, funny because I became a dojo no, rat. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. My instructor
5: was the as same way. You know, he, he, had a, he had a bag full of geese. My instructor was the same thing. He had a bag full of geese. And he fished yeah. one out. He says, "Here, this should fit you." <laughs> yeah. But you know, one of the most one of the main things I remember about him, especially, he was a big, big, slightly overweight black guy who was like a Buddha. You know, he had the kindest eyes I've, I've ever seen them. on a person. hmm And I loved him from that. You know, yeah. the moment I looked him in the eyes, I went, "Oh my God, <laughs> this guy's wonderful."
3: Yeah, you know, it was the same with my sensei. You know, at the time, you know, he had long, kind of, you know, water blonde hair. He was tall and he was thin, and he had a beard. My sister and I looked at each other, and we literally thought to each other, and we knew exactly what each other was thinking. He looks like Jesus, right? But it wasn't. It wasn't so much just just physical appearance. It was his eyes. He had very yeah, exactly. kind
5: Same. Same with me. And his actions obviously portrayed all of that that kindness.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were the only girls in that particular class. and I don't remember how many people there were, but I know there were, you know, enough people. I don't know. I'm just going to guess and say ten. Ten people in that first class. My sister and I were the first generation Butokukan karate in the greater Seattle area at that time. Yay! We didn't know that. We were like, what, 10 and 12 or something like that. Yeah, and uh, next year we'll make, oh, yeah, that was 1978. So next year we'll make 40 years doing serious martial arts instead of being forced to go to a Filipino community center. <laughs> And boy am I gonna party next year. That's gonna be fun. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, I wanna go. <laughs> you wanna go to the party? You wanna go? Hell yeah. You wanna go? All right. Let's have a party. <laughs> party. I'll come down to Burbank. I have a good question. Have a I have a really good
2: I have a really
3: good question. What's that?
2: What is the mo- what was the what most monumental pick? moment? I'm here. What was the most monumental moment in your martial arts
3: journey?
5: Okay, so... That's a good good
3: question. What was the most monumental part of your martial arts journey? Let's start with Kat with this name.
5: Oh, wait. Are you asking us or are there callers?
3: Well, well, uh,
2: everyone. Everyone, the callers and you guys. Are there any callers that have that, uh, have an
5: answer to that? Anybody still on the line who has an answer? I don't want to be first.
1: Well, I haven't answered this stupid question.
5: Crickets. No, it's not a stupid It's a great question.
4: <laughs> okay, Rusty, what was your most monumental remembrance mm-hmm. of, of your martial arts? Rusty? Uh Uh-oh. Rusty, you Uh there? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Lost her. Did we lose her? Uh
5: Uh-oh. I think so. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. You can't
4: lose the person that controls the board and the collar and everything else. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) All
5: right. How do we get her back? Welcome to the Bob and George (laughs) show. Hmm. Hmm.
4: I guess she's still I, not back I thought she, went, I thought she came back Uh oh
1: Well alright how about well, this I'll answer the question and hopefully it goes on from there I would say The most Go monumental ahead, moment Of my martial arts career Is not necessarily the martial arts in general But the ability To meet I guess my I guess my mentors and not in a martial arts atmosphere. If you know, you know what I'm okay, saying. Okay, wait.
5: Before you continue with this answer, we don't have Rusty on, on the show, or at least we're not hearing her, and the question is, is the show actually continuing without her on it?
4: Yes, it is.
5: How do you know that?
4: Because I can see the board.
5: Oh, I see. Okay.
4: I know she's still there but we just can't hear her.
2: I just messaged her saying that we can't hear her. So.
5: Okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize, but I just wanted to make sure that oh, no, no, you we're know, right. not just, okay.
1: Well, right now I live in New York, right. but I came back to Seattle to visit relatives and, and friends and, uh, You know, and to be be able to, throughout my, I guess, journey, I've been able to meet, you know, some very impressive martial artists. You know, I met Wei Shi Hei who uh, worked for the Chinese uh, art school, and she's the one who actually taught martial arts to Jet Li and Jackie Chan. Then there's, uh, I met... uh, Chen Sen Lei and Chen Shao You know, and after being friends with her for quite a while on Facebook, I finally got a chance to see, you know, see Rusty outside of I I got to see her at her school. They were doing their uh their their belt testing yesterday. But then we went out and we had we had lunch at a local restaurant. So we got to see each other outside of the of the school atmosphere, you know, and that was awesome. Because you could see people inside school doing their katas, doing their forms, doing their sparring, and you don't want to see that as the only aspect you see of a person. You want to see them more well-rounded as a whole person. Am I making right. any
0: sense? Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
1: right. So, Cat, so what was,
4: you know, you, you've had such a memorable fight experience. What was your, your most memorable experience growing up in training?
1: Wait,
2: did you ask me? I'm sorry. I didn't know I didn't, I didn't, who, who, who you
4: asked. I have Cat. I
5: have
2: Cat. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, because I was messaging back and forth with, with Russell. Rusty. Sorry.
5: Oh, okay. Um my most memorable moment uh it was it was my black belt test. And I think I've talked about it before uh, on a previous show or something, but Okay. Am I the only one hearing this?
4: No, I, hear I can you? hear you. Oh, I hear you. I can hear you.
5: Yeah, but did you hear muted unmuted? No. That's weird. I heard it.
2: Rusty, Rusty's on uh, audio went kaput. So.
5: Okay. Well, that's unfortunate.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: um, well, my black belt test was a three day, twenty four seven test. And if I failed any one part of it, I had to start the whole thing over again, the whole three days, 24-7, over again. So I had to create a a weapon set, perform it with um, another person, long long weapons, short weapons, medium-sized weapons. I had to do that weapon set empty-handed as well and blindfolded. I had to to fight various people blindfolded. I had to be able to escape from any conceivable hold, and not just one escape. It had to be three, and I had to write a thesis. And I'd have so many hours worth of teaching um, because I wanted to. I wanted to eventually teach, and it, it just it was one of those times where, if you understand kung fu San Su, we worked reality drills where we would recreate a scene where somebody would attack you sitting at your desk or getting out of your car or going into the bathroom or walking into an elevator or whatever. And we would create scene after scene after scene, and you had to figure it out and fight out of it in fractions of a second and know what to do and how to do it. And that's why it was a three-day test, because at any given moment somebody could jump out from somewhere and try to attack me. And again, if I failed any one part of that, I had to start the whole three-day test over again. I failed that test nine times. Wow. Nine times. But you know...
2: That's a a lot of work. That's awesome. It
5: was a lot of work. I mean, it was... what What I've told you now is just scratching the surface of what I had to do, and this is what I'm barely remembering off the top of my head, but the most defining moment was that tenth time trying it, and on the last, literally on the eleventh hour, as they call it, um, I was in the in the car with my instructor, who was also my boyfriend, and we got into an argument, and he he hit me, and I hit him back. Right away, I just slapped him in the face and hit him back hard, and he looked at me and he said, "You just passed," which is kind of a weird way of passing a test. I mean, I had to do everything else, of course, but, you know, at the end of that third day, I think he just wanted to see if I would stand up to him.
1: Dang. Well, I can see that it would make you really paranoid through the entire process.
5: I wasn't paranoid. You know, you hear a sound down, down an alley. You're like, oh
1: my God, that's, a, that's something going on, you know.
5: Well, I wasn't scared. I was just aware. I'm just ultra aware and you know, yeah. you can call it paranoid, but I wasn't paranoid. I was just ultra aware.
1: Well, not really paranoid, but yeah, you were aware that every little noise could be, could be another part of the test. And
5: of course, <sighs> and guess what? <laughs> you know, I I don't worry when I walk down the street, and I know how to handle situations, and I know that I can think on my feet, and that's the most important thing. I can adapt and overcome, and that's so much more important than being able to beat up somebody in the dojo.
1: Absolutely. Now, before oh, I... this process started, were you more of a timid type of person or?
5: No, I was, I was self-aware. I knew who I was.
1: So it, it, it just, like, didn't necessarily bring you out of your shell type of, type of thing. It was this.
5: Oh, I it makes you of more of who you already were. I was already out of my shell by the time I got my black belt. In the middle of my kung fu San training, was around first degree green belt. Um, that's when the animal woke up, and I was alive and well at that point. Okay. But that's a whole that's a whole nother well, story. That was a defining moment. Was passing my black belt test finally.
4: Well, I hate to cut this short, but we are running out of time, and I want to thank Kat and Rusty, wherever you are. Can you guys uh, George, hear me now? Thank you for calling. Can it. you
5: guys okay. hear me now?
4: Now yeah, we can. can you hear you? Because yeah. you called in. I was just about to end the show because we're over time. Oh,
6: yeah. I was going to say, you know, let's end the show. I had to call in. I don't know what the <laughs> heck.
3: My, my encoder went completely, like, dead. The encoder went dead, and I couldn't. My mic was working, but... Um, your guys's uh, your guys's stuff wasn't being encoded anymore. I don't know what was going on, but anyway, wow! Thank you guys all for joining, yeah. joining in, and thanks to my uh, esteemed co-host Bob and Cat, and thanks for everyone that called in, Janie and George and and Rich and everyone else that uh, uh, that wrote in comments and stuff like that. There's a ton of other there's a ton of other subjects that came in through my personal. Uh, text messages and on Messenger and stuff like that But we'll have to uh, address that Some other time <laughs> Some other time Now depending on How things go next Sunday there may or may not be A show uh, Because I'm going to be teaching a knife throwing seminar uh, Out in northern Washington So I'm probably not awesome. going to be Able to be available But, uh, But yeah so I'll see if I can twist uh, the arms of my esteemed co-hosts to see if they want to want to show themselves. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, why happens. not? Might be fun. Might be fun. Might be fun. Awesome.
6: So anyway, thanks everyone for joining us, and we'll see everyone next time on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Bye, everybody. Yay! Take awesome. care. Thank you. Yay. Have a great okay. day, guys.
2: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Sunday, everybody. Bye. bye.